Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Coming to you from the city of the weird. Exploring topics from the esoteric and unexplored to dimensions unknown. Shining a light of truth on the darkest corners of our reality. Welcome to the Curious Realm. Everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 33. Man, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago that we were a show by another name, that we had just won a People's Choice Award for news and politics. Uh, thank you guys so much for that, as always. Um, it is because of you, the listeners, that. Things like that happen for us and to us. So uh, kudos to you guys out there for getting the word out, everything else. We are actually up for nomination again at the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Uh, make sure to stop on by there and um, vote for us. Vote for the amazing Amy Jordan as well at the People's Choice Podcast Awards. You can go online Check all that out. It is the 17th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Nominations are open. It is free to uh, vote, everybody. So um, stop on by. Check that out. It is podcastawards.com is the website. Um, Amy is up in the comedy category. We are up in the news and politics category. And as you can see here, uh, let's see, we have... Um, where is it? I'm trying to see where, where we're actually located. We're, we're down here in news and politics. There it is. Last year, dudes and beer. Um, hot dog. Yeah. Give it up. That was epically awesome. What a great honor. Um, and we are still garnering like a, at least a smooth, like thousand downloads a month on dudes and beer, even though we are not putting out content anymore and we have fully rebranded to curious realm and what an amazing rebrand it has been folks i'm here to tell you um stop on by join us sometime on facebook if you are not a member of the facebook page uh stop on by follow us uh we have right at six thousand followers right now it's it's been great um to see things growing uh, we're reaching thousands upon thousands of people a week with our posts, with our community. Uh, stop on by and check us out on Facebook on the Curious Realm group. That's where you can join the conversation. That's also where you will catch all of the amazing 
news of the week. Um, out of NBC New York this week, a New Jersey man doing landscaping finds a thousand dollars in cash from the thirties buried in his lawn. Um, <laughs> my wife actually posted this, uh, a school bus careens off Route 1 in Massachusetts and drives up a restaurant's steps into the front door. Uh, yeah, we actually go to that restaurant whenever we go to visit her family in Massachusetts. So, absolutely wild. Um, out of Penn Live, Viagra and Cialis can be found in certain honey products, according to the FDA. Um, oh, and a huge explosion today. Uh, that rocked Hoover Dam. Um, we are not sure what the source of the explosion is. This video, of course, from our good friend and listener Shannon Ray Caffey. He posted it, uh, on there. Uh, the video itself is off of Fox News 5. <clears throat> um, once again, as the video says, no risk to the power grid after, after a fire there. Um, at a space.com claims of new quote tropical ozone hole raise controversies and live science two pig hearts were successfully transplanted into brain dead human patients that is just some of the news that is fit, fit to print and peruse right there on our curious realm facebook group folks thank you so much for joining us uh over there while you're online checking all that out Make sure to stop on by CuriousRealm.com. That's where you can keep track of everything. That's where you can tune into all the episodes. That's where you can get all of the announcements. That's where you can follow us literally everywhere. Look at that. Like all kinds of social media, um, all of the alternative platforms just about. Um, we, we now officially have over 84 hours of content, according to our algorithmic uh, calculator there and another algorithm coming up man look at that the amazing upcoming appearances we've just had our appearance at MUFON in Colorado that was epically awesome we went and did two days of live coverage over there and managed to garner seven and a half hours of videos seven and a half hours it was absolutely incredible um we got some fantastic fantastic stuff uh out there at the mufon symposium in denver colorado this year it was a true pleasure to be not only a benefactor but a sponsor um and man uh i am a lifetime member i recommend everybody go out and become a member it is because of memberships uh that they are able to continue to do the amazing research and work that they do over at MUFON. Um, we just got back from Comic Palooza this last weekend in Houston, Texas. That was super fun. And this weekend, we are making a trip out to Menlo Park, Menlo Park, California, um, home of the amazing Stanford Research Institute and also home of the original research that happened for remote viewing. We will be going to the IRVA conference. Uh, the International Remote Viewing Association is having their conference out there this year. Uh, we will be attending that, getting some interviews. Um, we have gone through and 
Uh, we interviewed the head of Urba a couple weeks ago, talking about remote viewing, remote viewing protocols, um, that kind of stuff. And it's it's been really, really interesting to go back to listen to some of that, listen to some of the things that we were talking about uh, with MUFON investigators, how some of these um, some of these encounters that people have had are have have taken on this um otherworldly not just like otherworldly outside of earth but um other vibrational aspect where where it's almost um uh, most of the reports of abduction and encounter are almost in the world of astral projection which is kind of akin to remote viewing some people say that you have to astrally project in order to, to remote view, some people say, meh, not necessarily. Um, so we will be getting into that and more uh, in our interviews with the founders of remote viewing, with the people who are hip deep in the literal science of it. And when I say science, I mean science. We spent millions upon millions upon millions of dollars researching the efficacy of ESP, uh, parapsychology, paranormal, as well as remote viewing, uh, Project Stargate, things like that were just one of many programs. Um, and, and there are great people like Russell Targ and Hal Putoff out there who will be speaking at the IRVA conference this upcoming week. So, uh, if you are out there in California, make sure to stop on by. And check that out in Menlo Park. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, the IRVA Conference 2022 um, out there, the International Remote Viewing Association. And um, we, we've we had a pretty incredible time over the last few months, folks, uh, with the growth of the show, everything else. Um, shout out to our good friend um, and purported guest for the evening, Dr. John Hall. So sorry, listeners. Um, I know that you are all tuned in, pins and needles, waiting on Dr. John Hall. However, um, he did have a pretty extreme emergency that he had to take care of and will not be able to join us this evening. So um, prayers for him, folks, literal prayers, not even thoughts and prayers, literal prayers for John Hall right now. Um, man really, really needs needs some needs some folks out there on his side. So. Um, with, with that in mind, our topic for this evening was targeted individuals. And I am, I am busy right now building a couple of experiencer pages for our website. If you are a targeted individual out there, um, you, you are one of the many causes that we have taken up with this show. Um, it's, it's, when, when I first found out about targeted individuals, it blew my mind. Um, when I found out that there was a doctor out there like Dr. John Hall, who was actively researching this material and not only researching, but actively out speaking about it, uh, giving presentations about it. He was, he was writing books, making appearances, um, he would be on coast to coast regularly, things like that. And, um, 
it, it was really the turning point of this show when we got him on uh, that I got our first email from a listener. And our first email from a listener was actively an email from a targeted individual in Israel. Um, and it was multiple pages long telling me this amazing and deep and detailed account of the targeting that had taken place, um, the technologies that they believed were being used against them, uh, the effects of these technologies. It, w- it was harrowing, to say the least, folks. And I bring this up because um, for decades now, decades, there are people out there, and many of you are our listeners, many of you are out there every single week. I see you in our threads. Um, we are friends on social media, and um, it destroys me inside knowing that these people for decades have been decrying that they are the targets of a technology that exists. And the government has for years said, no, it does not exist. This technology is the work of fantasy. It's the work of fiction. It's the work of science fiction. Um, it is now the work of science fact. Come to find out, we now have people that we know have been damaged by what, what we believe to be microwave directed energy weapons. Um, known as Havana Syndrome sufferers. These people first appeared in Havana, Cuba. Uh, they were our ambassadors. And they started complaining of massive headaches, nausea, things like that that would come and go, come and go, come and go. Um, and, and, and these effects were blamed on all kinds of things by our government, man. Um, they were blamed on crickets. They were blamed on the pesticide to get rid of the crickets. They were, they were blamed on mass hallucination. They were blamed on mass hysteria. They, all kinds of things. Um, until it happened in China. And then it happened to somebody near the border of Russia. And then it started happening to people in DC. Um, something had to be done. So at that point, uh, panels were convened, evidence came out, and lo and behold, there are weapons out there that will have these effects on folks. And um, we, we've had the conversations with John Hall. We've had the conversations with Dr. Robert Duncan. Um, it, it has been an incredible, incredible uh, series of events that has led to the conversations that we've had on the topic of targeted individuals and um i just want all the targeted individuals out there to know that we will soon be doing a a ti episode specifically uh where we will be taking stories from ti's we will have a submission uh where where you can go and upload an audio track of of your story um and we it's it's gonna be going to be pretty incredible to hear from so many people every single time that we have Dr. John Hall on. And and I would like to say I'm exaggerating, but quite literally every single time we have Dr. John Hall on, somebody contacts us about being a TI and thanks us for having Dr. John Hall on. just, Just this last Saturday before I made the post on Sunday, 
evening, um, I got an alert from somebody on YouTube and the alert was somebody making a comment on a Dr. John Hall video saying, wow, thank you so much for interviewing Dr. John Hall. Nobody believes this is happening. This has been happening to me for years upon years. So look it up, folks. Targeted individuals, gang stalking, uh, directed energy weapons, microwave weaponry, um, circuits that can be turned on via remote. I mean, good Lord, we've been, we've been using microwave activated, uh, surveillance devices in embassies for years where they're passive until they're hit with a certain frequency of microwave, then that powers them and it sends a message back. So, um, no reason why this can't be purposed. Uh, China a few years ago came up with the brain shaking laser. Uh, it came out a couple years ago that the U.S. had had a voice laser in development where it would basically reverberate your head and uh, vibrate your head in the frequency of words. You know, the same way that a laser beam ref reflects off of the burned and empty spots on a on a CD to read something. It would um, project uh, voices into your head by resonating your skull at certain frequencies with a laser. So, um, all of these things are out there now. They are, they are nothing strange. Uh, they are in the news regularly. And it, it just blows my mind now to know that, um, these people are still denied. These people are, uh, still victimized. Um, I, I myself, for years have used binaural beats. I have, I have written music with binaural beats, all kinds of things. And, um, was asked recently to write a, to pin a piece of music, um, specifically for targeted individuals. So, um, that is officially available. Uh, we will be making a link on the curious realm website tomorrow. Um, but if you go to cure Christopher Jordan music dot bandcamp dot com, um, you can, you can actively get your copy of music for targeted minds. Um, there is also a couple other binaural beat meditation albums there, uh, things like that. So stop on by, check that out. If you use the code curious, use code curious at checkout and you will save 15% off any purchase there. Code curious will get you 15%. So, um, that is an hour long track that was made specifically for people who are targeted, uh, people who suffer from this kind of horrible technology being wrought upon them so stop on by and check that out uh that is band christopher jordan music dot bandcamp dot com um and you can buy your copy uh, available tomorrow at curious dot com so um with with that in mind everybody once again Thank you, Dr. John Hall, for changing the course of my life, changing the course of this show um, with the news and the truth that you have, that you've shared. Thank you, every T.I. 
for the truths and the stories that you have shared and entrusted with me. Um, y'all have steeled my life as well as this program in a different direction. Um, so I just wanted the first 20 minutes here of this show before we go into our pre-recorded segment. Cause you know, normally we've got like a guest for the first hour followed by commercial break, followed by a pre-recorded guest. And, uh, Dr. John Hall was supposed to be our live guest. I, I went through my typical rungs, uh, folks. Mike Turber, thank you for responding. Reverend Mike, uh, Reverend Michael J.S. Carter, thank you for responding. Um, Daniel Allen Jones, thank you for responding. Craig Woolheater, thank you for responding. <laughs> and the list goes on. Seriously. I mean, there were a good six or seven people that are typical guests on this show. Jared Murphy, thank you for responding. Um, that I contacted and was like, Hey, uh, so sorry, but uh, for the short notice, but our guest tonight uh, had an extreme emergency and had to drop out. Um, is there any way that you could possibly come on and fill in and just have a great conversation like we always do? Um, and every single person was booked solid. So good for you guys for being booked. Um, Dr. John Hall, our thoughts, our prayers are with you as always, my friend. Um, keep moving toward the truth. Keep looking toward the light, brother. Um, with that in mind, everybody, we are going to go to commercial, and after that, we will be joined by our guest, Eric Renamaki. Eric Renamaki is a rock hound. He is a rock enthusiast and owner of Uperlights.com. This is a Uperlite right here, um, and I didn't even think to bring my light in, but you'll see the light coming up that eric gave me eric is the discoverer of this american mineral american mineral uh found in michigan and boy howdy does it have a uv profile whenever you put a proper uv light up to it uh we will be talking about the discovery of this mineral as well as the amazing ufo encounter that changed eric's life Store. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. While hunting for Uperlites, right after this commercial, folks. With the rise in attention to the health benefits of cannabis and cannabinoids, including CBD, 
True Hemp Science has become one of the premier providers of full-spectrum CBD and CBD-related products. Using a proprietary spigeric process, True Hemp Science extracts maximum benefit from the whole hemp plant. Buds, leaves, stems, seeds, even roots. Every part of the plant is used and then reused to formulate a rich, complex profile of CBD, CBD derivatives, and terpenes guaranteed to provide the relief and benefits you need daily. Visit TrueHempScience.com to experience the best CBD oils, edibles, and topicals on the market today. And use code CURIOUS7 to save 7% off your entire purchase of $50 or more and get two 25-milligram CBD cookies or brownies free. That website again is TrueHempScience.com and the code is CURIOUS7. Have you considered starting a podcast, looking for a way to make your business a voice of authority in an industry? Then Podcast Cadet is the solution for you. Whether starting a podcast for yourself, your brand, business, school, church, or just plain fun, Podcast Cadet is here to help you navigate the waters of the podcast industry. Specializing in one-on-one consultation and training with industry professionals in fields ranging from podcast technology and editing to distribution, monetization, and even social media strategies. Podcast Cadet tailors their services to the specific needs of you and your podcast. Do you already have a podcast and trying to find ways to engage and grow your audience? Sign up for your Podcast Cadet audit today and let us help you explore new and exciting ways to leverage your content and elevate your podcast brand to whole new levels. From consultational workshops to affordable podcast production and maintenance packages, Podcast Cadet is your one-stop shop for everything podcast-related on the Internet. Visit podcastcadet.com today to sign up for your consultation or training and use code CURIOUS20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. That website again is podcastcadet.com. Curious Realm Podcast is your source for the latest and greatest news and events in the world of the paranormal, esoteric, and forbidden knowledge. And there's no better way to spark the conversation than with items from the Curious Realm store. Choose from fan favorites like hoodies, mouse pads, coffee mugs, and more. Buy books and items from your favorite Curious Realm guests. 
Get your hands on the latest gear for paranormal investigations and experiments we discuss on the show. Open your web browser and stop on by the Curious Realm store at CuriousRealm.com forward slash store to buy the latest Curious Realm wear and out-of-this-world gifts for yourself, your family, or a mind that you want to open. That website again is CuriousRealm.com forward slash store. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much to our amazing sponsors, our rock star sponsors, WebWorks Wireless. WebWorks Wireless is your home for unlimited wireless for your home, camp, RV, mobile streaming like myself. I'm here to tell you, folks, I put up about 20 gigs of content a month through my WebWorks Wireless system and through benchmarking across the country, I have yet to have a dropout. I have yet to have a hiccup and yet to be throttled. Stop on by webworkswireless.com is the website where you can get all of that set up. They have been our live streaming sponsor since we rebooted as Curious Realm and amazing results on our website streams. Stop on by, check them out, webworkswireless.com. Also, very special thanks to our continued sponsor, uh, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, the secret to everything.com. The secret to everything is your home for alternative health frequency healing and consciousness expansion exercises. Stop on by and set up your appointment with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge today, folks. While you're online checking all of that out, of course, make sure to stop on by curiousrealm.com. That is your home for everything curious realm. You can follow us online at all of the amazing places right here. You can check out our live stream schedule on location. We've got the MUFON stuff coming up. We've got um, Volk Monster Festival's already happened, but we are actively going to IRVA, the International Remote Viewing Association. We'll be going to that. And uh, welcome to the studio, the owner of Uperlights.com, Uperlights Rock. Uh, welcome, Eric Renamaki. Hey, how's it going? Doing fantastic. How are you, man? Oh, fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for coming in. Um, you were actually in town for um, Shop LC, which is yep. uh, like an online shopping yeah, uh, type like place. Like QVC kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been here for years, and yep. I, I know quite a few people that have cycled in and out of there. Some of them yep. a couple times of technicians. Yeah, so. they're building a multi, multi-million yeah. dollar facility there. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. incredible, the things that they do. Um, and I want to say that I ran across you and your work with Loop Uperlites. Um, I think we may have had a, a familiar friend, Tim Lignan. Okay. Um, I think uh, who owned Tim's Gems at one point online. And I think mm -hmm. he was selling some of your stuff ah. and then went out of business. And I started following you. Oh, okay. Because he would post your stuff and go check out the new stuff that Eric's got and ah, everything else. Very and, cool. I am a rock hound. I have been since I was in about seventh grade um, when I found a crystal much like this one on my ah, way home. Is that just from Arkansas? On the sidewalk. Um, actively, this one, I believe, is from New York, if oh, I'm okay. not mistaken. Herkimer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, ever since then, I've been fascinated with the world of rocks and minerals. It is something that has kind of taken over my life as a side passion. Um, yeah. Anytime I can visit a museum with the rocks and minerals collection, I'm there. My wife and I went 
a couple years ago to go rock hounding and agate collecting yeah. out, out in uh, Marfa, Texas. And ah. the stuff that you are doing with Uper lights uh, mm-hmm. is really, really cool. Um, ah, thank you. Let's get into your work a little bit, how it is that you came into the world of rock hounding and exactly what a Uper light is. Okay, well... It might take a couple minutes. Go ahead. We got nothing but time. <laughs> All right. So, uh, back in the 40s and 50s, my grandfather owned what was called Max Jewelry in Newberry, Michigan. And he would go out to the lake shore of Lake Superior and find semi-precious gemstones like this, Lake Superior agates. So, he would take these and he would cut them, polish them, make them into fun, fun stuff like uh, bolo ties and belt buckles and cufflinks and earrings yeah. and necklaces and stuff. And anyway, he passed away when my father was 10 from breathing in the rock dust and the chemicals for, uh, cleaning watches and stuff. Cause he was, uh, oh, wow. called a horologist. He yep. worked on watches. So he died from basically lung cancer back when my father was 10. But before he passed, he got my father into collecting Lake Superior agates. So my dad, all through the 60s, 70s, 80s, he was huge into agates. So when I came along in 1975, I think I was maybe a week old and my dad took me to the beach and I picked up a rock. I wouldn't let go of it. When we got home, my mom took it from me. She painted the whole thing. Uh, it's got, it's yellow with some flowers on the front. You flip it over and it says, Eric's first trip to the beach with dad. Nice. So I still have nice. the very first rock I ever picked up. So they started to be really young. So every weekend, every possible day that the beach was thawed and not frozen, my dad was taking us, us out looking for Lake Superior agates. Well, I had never bought, sold, or anything, any stones ever. I always wanted to go collect my own. And about eight years ago, a friend of mine, Mark Bowen, he came to me and said, Eric, you're sitting on a gold mine. He's like, your rock garden is worth a fortune. Wow. And I'm like, I don't sell rocks. I don't buy rocks. Leave me alone. And he takes out a stack of hundred dollar bills and goes across the table. And he's like, I just got an agate collection. And I went to Moose Lake and sold it. Look at all this money I made. And I'm like, Okay. Wow, that's, All right. that's a little that, bit that different. Okay, and he's. I was like, well, I don't want to sell my rocks. He's like, ah, I know how to do it. He's like, you just go on eBay and you buy some rocks on there, and I'll show you on this website, uh, this Facebook page, how to flip them. So I bought a, a one rock for ninety nine cents. First stone I sold, ten dollars I got for it. Wow. So I went from a dollar to $10. I took that $10. I flipped it again and flipped it again, flipped yep. it again. So that's what started my little side business. And <laughs> at the time I was working at a casino, running a poker room and it was hard to make ends meet. You know, yeah. uh, I was worried every Thursday, whether I'd have enough in the checking account to cover every, cover the bills, you know? So I had to have my side hustle. Yeah. So that was when I decided, you know what? I'm going to sell agates on the side. And I ended up blowing through all sorts of stones and a lot of my personal collection, which I shouldn't have sold, but I did. And anyway, it got me where I am today. So I was working at the casino selling agates on the side on the weekends. You know, I'd go to shows in Minnesota and Michigan and do a little bit of traveling. So in 2017, I had a shortwave lamp. It's a plug into the wall kind. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't take it on the beach with me or anything. But I was like, I was curious. I was like, I wonder if any of my agates fluoresce. Because I knew agates from out west would fluoresce under shortwave. Sure. So I took 
all 10,000 stones that I had at my house, I went over every single one. I found 36 that fluoresce green under shortwave wow. in a very dark room from about an inch or two away. So I was like, I got to do this. I got to go out at night. I have to find Lake Superior agates using UV lights. So at that time, I didn't know there was a difference between shortwave and longwave. So I go on to eBay and I just look for the best UV light I can find. And there's long, mid and shortwave ones. And I was like, I don't know which one to get. So there was one with all three and it was giant and it came with a backpack with a car battery in it. Nice. Okay. But that was like, it was like over a thousand bucks. And I'm like, no, that's too much. My wife will kill me. So I'm looking through eBay and I just go to the cheapest and I found it said mineral detection light across the top and it had a picture of an agate fluorescing green. I'm like, perfect. That's it. That's the one. $7. She can't get mad at me for that. So I ordered this light. It's the worst, junkiest, cheapest, crappiest light in the world. Okay. And it took three AAA batteries. It was 410 nanometers. It wasn't even 395. Awful, awful, awful light. Had seven little LEDs in it, but I went out four nights after work for six, eight hours every night. Nothing. I didn't find a thing. Wow. So then after the, the first four nights, my wife's like, you got to stop going to the beach. You're not finding anything. This isn't paying off, you know? So I'm like, yeah. I don't care if it takes me a month. I don't care if I, f- I find a stick, a twig, uh, a frog, something. Something is going to appear under this light. I'm going to find something. So on my fourth night, I was out at Vermilion on Lake Superior in the middle of nowhere, 20 miles from the nearest town on my hands and knees. Literally holding the light an inch from the beach and boop, 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 find three little pebbles about the size of a dime, one with lines through it, one with stars on it, and one with little flower patterns on it, snowflakes. And I'm like, what the heck are these? I screamed the loudest F word you've ever heard and got in my car. And looked in the daylight, and one was tan, one was black, one was gray. So, I didn't know if I found three different things. I didn't know if they were all the same thing. I didn't know what I found. I had never heard of fluorescent rocks on Lake Superior. Wow. So, I didn't know if there was paint on the rock. I, d- I didn't know what they were. So, I go home 90 miles an hour because that's about 45 minutes from my house. I get online. I type in fluorescent orange minerals in Michigan. Zero results. Nothing. I'm thinking, Interesting. I'm thinking Google should know what these are. Yep. So then I typed in fluorescent minerals in Michigan, nothing, you know, like three or four results, but nothing that looked like what I had. So I typed in fluorescent orange minerals and I found sodalite. Okay. But the sodalite online, the entire stone fluoresce, if it fluoresced at all, yeah, there was no patterns. It looked like a piece of broken concrete and in daylight, it was blue. My stones were not blue. Mine were tan, black, white, yep. red. They had all these different colors. And I was like, I don't know what I found. So I started posting on Facebook. I started taking them to rock and gem shows. I took them to a gemologist, a geologist. I took them to Lake State University. I took them everywhere I could think of, right? No one could tell me what they were. So my friend, Gabe Reyna in California is a geologist. And he's like, Eric, I read a couple of books about your area. He's like, I think I got it narrowed down what they might be. Why don't you send me some? I'll do a couple tests. We'll figure out what they are. So I sent some to him and he eyeball tested them, you know, put them under a loop and stuff. And he's like, Eric, I figured out what you got. And this is how he said it and what he said to me on the phone. They're an ethylene cyanide, rich in fluorescent sodalite, brought down by glacial activity from the Colwell complex in Ontario, Canada. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, let's try that again. Way slower. 
So what's the first two words? Nephilim, cyanite. I said, so the rock is a cyanite. And he said, yes. And I said, what is a cyanite? And he said, it would be a piece of granite, but it has zero quartz in it. Yeah. So it's much softer. Okay. It's only a five to a six on the most scale compared to a seven or an eight for a piece of granite. And I was like, Gabe, I can't sell a cyanite. That sounds like a suicide pill. Yeah. I can't do it. What do I call these rocks? I want to sell a couple. And he's like, listen. Most of the time they wait until you die and then they name the fluorescent mineral after you. But I, I can't find any occurrence of fluorescent sodalite in Michigan or anywhere around you. He's like, I truly believe these came down from the Canadian Shield from the Coldwell Complex by glaciers. And he's like, I want you to come up with a name. Use your first name, your last name, the beach you found them on, where you found them, whatever. You name them and put L-I-T-E on the end. That's how we name the fluorescent minerals. So... I was on the beach with my brother-in-law trying to come up with names and we're spitballing back and forth. And he's like, just call them sodalite. And I'm like, no, cause sodalite's found all over the world. It's always blue. looks yep. like broken concrete or it's always, uh, made into cabochons or something. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you never see like a rough raw stone. And, uh, I'm like, nah. And then I'm like, Eric light, Rintalite, Michigan light, Muscalite, vermilolite for all the beaches, you know, and I'm like, Mittenolite. Yeah. <laughs> Northern light. I'm like, nothing has the pop, nothing has the possess. And then yeah, I said yeah. this, I said, it needs to say where they're from and what they do. And when I said that, it popped in my head like a freight train. It, Uper light. And I said it right out loud. You know, I'm like, Eric, you're a Uber. Oh yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those brain fart moments. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I went with it and I trademarked it. I own it. It's, it's mine. I don't stop people from selling Uber lights. I just, uh, don't let people name their businesses Uber light. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, then, Absolutely. then I get returns from someone else's Etsy store named Uber lights and I, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. And well, then after that, uh, I ended up, Selling some stones online as Uperlites on a Facebook page. And I got contacted by a group of gentlemen, five of them, and they're all geologists. They're called the Michigan Mineralogy Project, and they look for new species of minerals in Michigan. Ooh. And Michigan's mineralogy is so studied because of all the mining yeah. that to find something new is ultra super rare. Okay. So they bought some stones for me. And they send me an email and they say, Eric, we think you may have found something new for the state of Michigan. Would you mind if we did some testing on these stones? We're going to have to destroy them in the process. And I'm like, do whatever you want with them. You bought them, blow them up, die yeah. my F on, shoot them out of a cannon. Yeah, yeah. Have fun, guys. Pulverize so, away. You know, and uh, they email me like a week later, Eric, we really think you found something new. We're starting to do the testing. Would you mind if we published you and put you in a book and uh, a journal and in the book, The Mineralogy of Michigan? And would you mind writing a paragraph about how you discovered these stones? So I did. And I don't hear from them for eight months. In May of 2018, wow. I was published in an article in the Mineral News. And right on the top says, new find of fluorescent sodalite in Michigan. Uperlites. And that was the first time Uperlites was ever used in print or uh, in a publication. Yeah. And uh, it was a double back study by the University of Saskatchewan. So the same wow. test, testing that they did, they used the standing electron microscope at uh, Michigan Tech University. And then they sent the, the samples off, the same exact sample off to the University of Saskatchewan. They did the exact same test, came back with the same conclusion. So then they wrote a whole paper about it and they name everything that's in those stones. And I 
it, it's all Japanese to me because you have to remember, I, yeah. I might sound like a ge- geologist, but I'm not. Sure. I'm, I am a pure amateur. I've had to learn a lot of these things as yes. I go, but I really am the amateur rock hound that found the golden goose laying on the beach one night. That is, that is incredible, man. And, and you know, we, we talk so regularly to researchers, literally people that hold no degree in the field that they research, be it Bigfoot, ufology, doesn't matter. They have spent 20 years of their life yeah. investigating these cases sometimes, investigating trails of clues, yeah. things like that, be it someone like Graham, uh, you know, Graham Hancock, things like that. And it's... It's awesome to know that there are literal citizen scientists out there. Yeah. People like you. I mean, yeah. 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 I and mean, it's just like Elon Musk. He says, he, yep. you don't need to have a degree. If you learned it on YouTube, I don't care as long as you know your job. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of like hail bop, things yeah. like that, where, and, you know, even, even numerous confirmations of other astrological bodies are found by backyard astronomers. Yep. And people like you, um, mm-hmm. who are just out there in the field with a UV flashlight looking for something totally yeah. different. And Sean Carlson, one of the, uh, the geologists, the, the lead geologists on the Michigan Mineralogy Project, he said, you know, in, the documentary I was in on PBS, you know, that it's pretty special that I found these stones because I am an amateur rock hound and I'm not a geologist because yeah. he gets mad because if a geologist would have found this stone, they do a study, he writes a paper, it goes off to some colleges and that's the end of it. And you want to know what the name of these light, these, uh, Stones would be, it would be a Nephilim cyanite rich in fluorescent sodalite brought down by glacial activity from the Coldwell Complex yeah, yeah. in Ontario, Canada. That would be yeah. the name of the Nef- stone. Nephilite or something like that. Uh, yeah, y- y- that would be the end of it. You know, no one would ever hear about it. You wouldn't get hundreds of thousands of people out on beaches and in, in, yeah. in their backyards and everywhere else looking Interested for stones and into in fluorescent minerals. You would not believe how many people on this planet know nothing of fluorescent minerals. They don't even know they exist. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd be blown away. They don't teach it in schools. Yeah. Not very often. Not not yeah. regularly. Well, I, I, I was fortunate. In, unless you're in an area where there is that kind of stuff. We we had a teacher at my junior high who was, like, I guess, just a lapidarist on the side. She yeah. would go out with her husband, rock hound. They would make cabochons, stuff like that. And... I was one of seven students oh, nice. in the Rocks and Minerals Club at my junior high um, who stayed after school and yeah. polished stones and tumbled oh, stones. And I would have been the president. Learned, <laughs> Yeah, like, it was one of those like, wow, wow, look at that. There's like a real nerd group out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there were like seven of us. Uh, but it was so awesome to be able to get oh. hands deep and hands dirty Heck with it. Yeah. Like even right now. The stone that I'm wearing on my chain, which I'll show to you, you might be able to even identify it. I've been I've been trying to positively identify it. Remember, I'm an amateur. Which I think it's a fluorite myself. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, the people who own the house that we are sitting in are Rocks and Minerals hounds. Oh, they really? they oh, cool. live in California now, but they traveled the country as a married couple, rock hounding and going out to rock shows and yeah, selling yeah. specimens. So 
If you walk out in my backyard, guaranteed within two minutes kicking the dirt, you will find a cut <laughs> slice of agate. I've yeah. got two five-gallon buckets of half half sliced agates out there yeah, that are like yeah. halfway cut and polished on one side, and they're like, meh, doesn't really polish up that great. Bloop, next one. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you're but, always trying. Yeah. My son found that in our backyard. That is amethyst. And that that's what I figured, either amethyst yep. or fluorite from the yep. coloring of it. Well, oh, that might be fluorite because because of the amethyst. fluorescent. Here, let's yeah. show that real quick yeah, because it, that, that is that is actively wicked cool right here. Where are we going? Over there, there we go. Yeah. So with yeah, and then with it, you can see it's kind of a greenish color. Yeah. yeah so that, I'm I'm going to say that's fluorite. I, I would go with that as I, well. I, you don't see much bright purple fluorite. Yeah, That's I was, pretty cool. yeah, and he brought it in. My wife came to me and was like, "Valbus has something for you." Oh, he cool. found it and has not let it go all day, awesome. playing around. And he brought it to me, and I was like, "Thank you so much." And I came back here and I wrapped it in copper and sealed it in silver, and I've worn it ever since. But yeah, it's one of those like my son found that. And yeah, yeah really cool. I'm I'm kind of passing Pur on the the rock bug. Purple to it. gemstones seem to be really popular. I just found a seven ounce amethyst in Lake Superior. Wow! Underwater, okay, it was in about two feet of water, and I I filmed a reel of me finding it. Right, that little fifteen second clip. Uh, the last time I checked from a couple weeks ago, it was thirty six thousand views. So wow, doing pretty well on a little piece of amethyst. Well, and it's it has actively been really incredible once again to see you out there on social media getting yeah. people involved and getting people excited about this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and kids are my biggest thing. Like trying to get kids into this. I go to schools and give every kid a free stone. That's give, awesome. Give them all a, a business card and I tell them, hey, you want the light to light these up? Get straight A's for the semester and tell your parents to get you a light if you get straight A's. There you go. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bribe them. Get them that's kids it, That's better. it. And you know how many kids have won their science fairs doing their project on Uberlites and fluorescence? That's how awesome. fluorescence works. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, love and it's it's great that, that A, um, children are able to go out and find this. It's not something, you know, that... Anybody. It, anybody can go I, out and I find it. I had a it. family, they had their 93-year-old grandmother who was in a wheelchair, and they took her down to the beach, they carried her down to the beach, and she just sat in one spot and found them. Wow. So, if she can do it, anybody, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. And that's yeah. why I tell everybody to buy one of these lights, no matter where you live, go out and look, you never know what you're going to find. Because I had a guy in Scotland now find what he's calling Scottish Uperlites. Ooh. So one of my plans is if my show through Hollywood gets going here, we are going to fly to Scotland. And oh. it's going to be one of the episodes that we're going to go with him, find Scottish Uperlites, bring them back to America. Scooperlites. Yeah, we're going to get them. We're going to get them tested <laughs> and verified to see what they are, you know. Yeah. Standard electron microscope tests. So we're going to find out exactly what is fluorescing in these stones. And then if it's a new thing, we're going to help him name them in the whole ball of wax. Well, and I, I don't want to go too deep into any plans, anything like that. Yeah, I know sure. a lot of things are still in flex and in yep. the works, but um, what has it been like for you to kind of make that? adjunct move in this way because i mean there's one thing to social media yeah popping a reel up here and there you know things like that but 
um, to be going to the point of where now Smithsonian Channel is coming to you for stuff because yep. of the rocks that yeah, you found. Yeah, that'll air in December, the Smithsonian Things like thing. that. But then I also have a documentary on PBS. I was on the History Channel on The Proof is Out There. That's free on YouTube if you uh, look for my episode on YouTube. Um, okay. And then I was on uh, Expedition S X with Josh Gates. Oh, that's epic, man. He's, How was that? He's awesome. I got I'll to, bet. I got to meet him last week, last month in New Jersey because <laughs> he didn't get to come on the expedition. Um, but John Fitzpatrick, his uh, field producer, is from Michigan, and he wanted to do something Michigan. Michigan wise. So when sure. I had my UFO sighting and they saw my video that was on the travel channel and they came to me and they were thinking instead of maybe possibly that instead of seeing a UFO, they thought maybe I saw an apparition or a ghost or something paranormal. Hmm. And that was the way they viewed it. The history channel, their conclusion at the end of the proof of proof is out there was that I saw a genuine UFO. Uh, so I saw these things for almost three hours. Uh, it was always wow. three, three, two, or one glowing orange orbs in the sky. And what happened was on June 11th of 2019, I was doing a Uperlite picking tour. And it doesn't get late this time of year until pretty like 11, 1130, right? Up where we live. So we're starting on the beach about 11, 1130-ish, right? And I have three people. I have Teresa in her 50s from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then I have Alice and John in their 70s from Ann Arbor, Michigan. So four of us. And it starts to rain. So I'm like, okay, let's turn around. We'll get going back. So it's getting a little windy. It's raining pretty good. And we're just slowly making our way back. And we get about 200 feet from my truck. And there's a parking lot up in front of us. And uh, John and Teresa are almost there. They're at the very last little stretch of beach kind of waiting for us. And Alice and I are walking shoulder to shoulder and she tugs on my shoulder. She's like, Eric, Eric, what are those lights back there? And I'm like, that's ah, just a ship going through the shipping channel. Cause the shipping channel goes right in front of Whitefish point. And she's like, stomps her foot. She's like, Eric, turn around. And I'm like, okay, grandma. So I turn yeah, around yeah. and I'm not kidding you. There's three orbs in the sky like this. And they go, trade position and trade back, making no noise. The top one goes goes out. This one on the bottom goes up there. It goes out. Then this one goes up there. And then whoop, another one appears. And then whoop, another one appears over here. And wow. they were at a di little bit different distances and different heights. And they just kept doing this over and over and over and over, trading positions, fading in, fading out, trading wow. positions. And we're standing there for about... 20, 25 minutes and it's just pouring rain at this time. And I'm like, Eric, you moron, you have your cell phone. So I reach in my what? pocket. Listen though. Go now ahead. Go ahead. My cell phone. It's full of rock pictures and videos. I have no room on my phone to take, oh my God. take even a picture. Oh my so God. I'm standing at one o'clock in the morning. In the pouring rain, deleting, oh, delete, delete, delete. Yeah, delete, yeah, yeah. Delete, Trying delete. to. I didn't care what I was just deleting. Cram, I, delete I, stuff. I just, I just went to videos and went to the biggest files and started deleting. Right. <laughs> so I cleared up twelve minutes of space. I take a twelve-minute video. Now back then, I did not know the first thing about filming a video on your cell phone. 
So I didn't take my phone and set it on the beach and let that be my tripod. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was mistake number one. Mistake number two, I held it vertical. Uh, yeah. Instead of holding it horizontal. Yeah. Mistake number three, I stood holding it like this in the dark on a beach with no frame of reference for this for the for the size for the or size. distance yeah so what i'm doing is if you've ever tried to stand in the dark with your eyes closed just stand still you do this you wobble <laughs> you go back and forth so i'm trying to keep this yeah. thing you know straight and i'm wobbling back and forth you're zoomed and I in and i don't realize it yeah and i'm trying to zoom in as best i can yep. and i did end up getting pretty amazing video so i got about seven minutes worth of usable video wow and you can hear us getting very excited this video the whole unedited thing is on my youtube channel eric uber lights eric rintamaki and then um after about five or six minutes of me filming we see a great lakes freighter called the spruce glen it's a thousand foot iron ore freighter coming from the right going to our left and so when that happened i took my phone and went from vertical to horizontal so if you watch my video on youtube the ship goes sideways <laughs> oh wow it goes from the bottom up that's what it does so what happened is right before that ship gets to these lights it's getting closer and closer we're like wow they're getting pretty darn close to those lights well two of the lights drop down right above the water and you can see the water lighting up here comes this ship it's getting closer and closer and closer all of a sudden poof, one of the lights goes out and it drops right above the water and you can see it lighting it up and then here comes this ship and as the ship is going underneath this light to our naked eye we could see the the big white hatches on the top deck going, oh wow going <sighs> lighting up as they're going past because that that yeah freighter's trucking pretty good you know yeah and it just barely clears the top where the captain would be up there and it gets Man. past the ship. And as soon as it gets past the ship, whoop, another one appears here. Poof. That one goes out and then whoop, another one appears. So it can't be lanterns. It can't be drones. It can't be flares. Can't yeah. be seeing almost fire. And that's the four big things that yeah, I got yeah, online. Yeah. Okay. The closest thing that I've ever seen was that lake in Sweden where there's a copper mine on one side and a different type of mine on the other side and the chemicals that they were leaching yeah. and it formed a giant battery. Yeah. And that was the closest explanation and the closest to like what I saw, but I don't know how it would last that long. You know, yeah. so this is what I've always told people. I will not tell you what I saw. But I will tell you what I did not see. I did not see drones. I did not see flares. I did not see St. Elmo's fire. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing like that, you know. Well, and, it, you know, it's interesting because, number one, one of the big things that we talk about on the show all the time is um, people people tend to immediately go to alien yeah. when, when they hear unidentified flying objects. Yeah. No. It's just unidentified. I know what it's yeah. not. Yeah. Like you said, I know it wasn't a plane, at yeah. least none that we use because there was no sound, yeah. you know, stuff okay. like that. So well, here's some more to this story. So after I get done filming, I run in a room, right? We're standing on the beach and all of a sudden there's three lights in the sky down there again, trading position. Wow. And we're standing there and that quick from all the way down there to a hundred feet in front of us about a hundred feet up in the air wow silent no sonic boom went two miles in under a second wow an instant fast and 
the whole beach is lighting up orange. Everything. Everything is orange. All the rocks, all the stones, the water, everything is orange. And my people freaked out. Teresa's standing behind a, a giant boulder in the parking lot screaming at me, get the F out of here, let's go. <laughs> and I'm walking closer to it, and they grab me in the back. And like, You're a cool guy. You can't us. I'm like, it's not going to abduct us. It's a light in the sky. And they were all big chickens. And I'm like, oh, why can't I have young people that you know wouldn't be afraid? I just wanted to get closer, see if I could get a picture, right? Sure, sure. Well, this light as soon as I took a couple steps forward and they grabbed me, it just slowly, slowly starts fading away from us and going back down the beach. And as it's going, everything, the cabins, wow. the beach, everything, lighting up orange. And it's all glistening because it's and all wet because it's raining. The, the, the one thing that I will say about your experience that uh, any time on our group yeah. that I post something about – Photos of UFOs or Bigfoot, paranormal experiences, anything like that. The first thing people say is like, how come it's always shaky? I'm like, number one, are you a 20-year experience camera person like me? Yeah, no, no, no. Do you, do you know how to like use your body as a tripod and breathe from your diaphragm instead of your shoulders so your camera is moving up and yeah. down? You know, yeah, things if, like if, that. If I didn't know now, and if I if I had the cell phone that, I have that, now. Even then, though, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the presence of mind in the moment. In the moment and you're yeah. literally in that moment. Like, yeah. you you I, are as wowed as you could possibly exactly. be. And your adrenaline's running. And I had never seen anything like this and in instead my life. Of, and, and instead you know of saying zoomed out, you zoom in trying to, yeah. trying to catch everything oh, that yeah. you can. Trying to catch detail instead of catching the gross image, like you yeah. said, to... Uh, to yep. find things that are referenced for hype. But I got it. it. It's epic. Yeah. And then I took everybody and we got in my truck and it's pouring rain by then. So I take my truck and I pull it around the parking lot and I point my lights right at these three lights down there. And they're back. We're in their original positions down there. And it took me about 15 minutes to get Teresa calm down because she was in the front seat, right? And I'm like, you guys, I want to try something. And she's like, no, 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 no. And before she could even say no, I went boom, 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 three times with my headlights. Nice. And one of those lights went from two miles away to right at the end of my headlights, hovering about 30, 40 feet off the beach. Wow. Right at the end of my headlights. And everything's glowing orange. Teresa was like, get us the F out of here. And she beat the piss out of my arm. My right arm and shoulder were all black, blue, and purple the next day. I'm not kidding. It looked like I got in a fight with Mike Tyson. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'll take you guys back down. So I put my truck in reverse and that light slowly fades away and goes off. And I just booked it back to town. I took them seven miles away back to paradise, dropped them off. I went back out and watched these lights by myself for another 45 minutes. Wow. But when I got back, I pulled my truck up, pointed my headlights right at them, shut my lights off, sat there for a couple minutes, composed myself. I'm by myself now, so now I'm not as brave as I was when I had three Sure, sure. And I'm like, you know, I go missing or something, nobody's going to know where I went. <laughs> so I'm there by myself, but I'm like, Eric, you are a moron. I looked on my dash. My binoculars are on my dash. So I picked my binoculars up. I got my windshield wipers going. And I looked through my binoculars. It looks like 
Have you ever been to Walmart or one of the big box stores and they have the lava lamp looking deal? It's a, a mm. round globe and it's got lightning going like, like yeah, this yeah. on the inside, like plasma. Yeah. Imagine that sped up by a thousand, all orange. Wow. It looked like a glass ball with orange lightning inside. All right. And I'm like, take the binoculars away. I'm like, I must be shaking. I'm, I'm pretty pumped up because I'm back by myself, you know, and yeah. I'm still there. And I'm like, okay. So I shut my truck off put my binoculars on my dash and I look through my binoculars. Sure enough, it looks like a clear ball with orange lightning inside. So I tried to take a picture that way through my binoculars. I couldn't line it up. So I'm like, you know what? I got to get these things to come close. So I'd been watching them for 45 minutes by this point by myself. And I'm like, I got to get them close. So I'm, I'm making some more room, try to, you know, take a bunch of pictures if it gets close. So, I'm like, all right, here we go. I got my camera all ready. Turn my headlights on. One, two, three. Turn on and off three times, and poof, one of those lights goes right out. Wow. And because they were fading out before, but this time, instant, just poof, one of them just goes right out. And I'm like, oh, crap. So wait about 10 seconds. Turn them on and off. One, two, three. Poof. Second one goes out, and I'm like, oh, crap. So I waited about 30 or 40 seconds. Did it again. I'm like, last shot. One, two, three. Poof. Last one goes out. Sat there for another 45 minutes. They never came back. Wow. Yeah. I got home about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, woke my wife up, and made her watch that video. I, I was just shaking. I didn't sleep for two days because I was so shook to the core. I didn't know what I saw. And like I said, wow. the the Discovery Channel, they thought maybe I saw an apparition or a ghost. Uh, the Discovery Channel, not the Discovery Channel, the History Channel, they said I saw an authentic UFO. But the first show to feature my video... You did see an authentic UFO. It's unexplained. Yeah, exactly. So it's unidentified. The, so I didn't know whether to post this video <laughs> that I had online or not. I toiled for about four days. I was like, I'm a business owner. I don't want people thinking about they're doing drugs or getting drunk or doing whatever. You know, I didn't want, I, I didn't want the bad stigmatism. Sure. So I finally posted it. And the day I posted it, it got picked up by the New York times. They ran an article about my sighting. And within a couple of days, I got an email from the Travel Channel from a show called Paranormal Caught on Camera. And in February 5th of 2019, or of 2000, yeah, uh, 2020, it would have been because it was during uh, right before COVID. Yeah. Uh, they featured me on their show, right? It was uh, season two, episode six. And then last year, last summer, they had their top 100 show and I was watching it each week and each week they'd have 20 episode, 20 of their top episodes ever, you know, segments sure. from the episodes. And I was thinking, Oh man, I'm going to be on like the, the very first one or I'm not going to make it at all. Right. Yeah. And, uh, a hundred through 80 goes, I'm not on there. Oh, bummer. So I watch again the next week it goes 80 through 60. Oh, I didn't make it. I thought for sure I was going to be on that. Right. One, you know, or I just didn't get picked at all. And then they have the the 40 through 20. I didn't make that one. And I'm like, man, I got one last shot. The finale's next week. There's no way I made the finale. You like number I was, five? I was number 16. Nice. So I was voted the number 16 best amateur taken UFO video by Paranormal Caught on Camera. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So. And 
you know, it, it, it's the fact of once again, being out and being observant yeah. while you're out and doing that. Um, we, we regularly talk to field investigators, experiencers, things mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, those, those who are out with that purpose, um, may not catch it as much as those who are just out yeah. and run across it. Yeah. Um, see, now me, I wouldn't even have seen it. I would have kept walking right back to yeah. my truck. And now maybe when I got back to the truck, I would have seen it, but I really was not paying. I know I wasn't, wasn't looking up at the sky. I, yeah. you know, but now I tell you what, every time I go out now, I'm always looking up. Now. Yeah. All well, and, you know, it's interesting because, it, once again, a lot of what we do on this show is demystify and get down to yeah. the nitty-gritty of things. And um, the the fact that, once again, you were not out for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, you are not an experienced camera person, but you managed to capture something. Yep. And, and in addition to that, to actively... Think twice about releasing your material. That is, yeah. that is one of the things that we talk about regularly. The fact that um, all too often people are unwilling or unwanting to share their paranormal experience because uh, not necessarily a fear of reprisal or mm-hmm. doxing. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, they may be someone like, like our guest, Terry Lovelace, who for years was... An attorney, an assistant attorney general of a state, you know, stuff like that. Like what? You're going to tell somebody that you were abducted 20 years ago? Yeah. You know, and that you had this thing in your leg that you found? You know, yeah, yeah. Like how many cases would have to go through reexamination after Mm -hmm. that or how many would at least come up and go, wow, well, that guy who prosecuted the case believes in UFOs. Um, I think we need a retrial, your honor. Yeah. Um, You know, things like that. So um, even the fact that you came out with yours and did so with possible fear of what might happen to your business. The mm-hmm. fact that yeah. business may go down yeah. because of that. Yeah. And it's it's kind of neat how everything kind of came together with this because I got a little bit of validation later on. Um, I ended up get, getting contact by a gentleman. His name is Ryan Sprague. He yep. wrote a book called Somewhere in the Skies. I have a signed copy right back here in our library. If you have the second edition, my chapter is chapter six. Oh, somewhere right. in our strange skies. Yeah, and so the reason I was in his book is he was working with a show that was in pre-production. Mm-hmm. It was called When Aliens Come to Town. So they wanted to know if I would be on their show. So they did a very vexing process on me. So they talked to me. They acquired my video. And they wanted to talk to everyone else that was with me. So I got the phone Mm -hmm. numbers of the couple from Ann Arbor and I got the phone number from the lady from Milwaukee. I had not talked to these people in two years. They didn't didn't know that I had taken a video. They didn't even realize that I had had my cell phone out. They were so caught up in the moment, they weren't paying attention. So they had no clue that I had been on the Travel Channel, the Discovery Channel, History Channel, none of this stuff. They had no I'd clue. I bet money on the fact that they didn't want to share their story. Well, this is this is what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so this is what gives my story a lot of validation. So Ryan 
Sprague was working on this show. And he's like, Eric, would you mind if I contacted these other people? I want, I want to vet you a little bit. I mm-hmm. want to make sure what you're telling me is a true, authentic story. So I'm like, okay, yeah, perfect. And I gave them their phone numbers. I didn't call them first to let them know that he was going to call. I just gave them their numbers. Yeah. And um, so he called them. And he's like, Eric, I have to tell you, you have one of the most authentic UFO stories combined with your video that I've ever researched. He's like, all three people told the exact same story, almost word for word, but from their own perspective. He's like, from Teresa punching you in the arm and her hiding behind a boulder and Alice holding you back from walking down the beach. He's, he's like, if, if the four of you made up a story like that and didn't talk to each other for two years, there's no way you could remember all those details and everyone get all the details, right? Everyone got all the details, right? Yeah. He's like, this is ingrained in all of your brains. He's like, this was something that really happened. Yeah. So, and Ryan works on ancient aliens Yeah. and you know, for him to do that. And then now he just recontacted me and wants me to do another, uh, like, uh, like a, a video explaining my thing for when he does conferences and stuff. So yeah, yeah. show a little talk of my whole experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. An actual witness testimonial, yeah. something like that. And then he re-released his book, um, for a second edition somewhere in yep. the skies and it ended up, uh, last August, it was a New York times bestseller. Yeah. Yeah. And I was super proud and super happy. I put my, uh, video out and got to be part of that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I am. He is a great example of citizen researchers out yeah. there doing this who yeah. uh, you know just came out from the sidelines and this is this yeah. is what they do you know like this is this d- things like this have much the same way been an ongoing course in my life for the last 27 yeah. years um even some of my time in broadcast was spent doing that so yeah it's uh it's interesting to see how those communities come together and uh, like you were saying, with him vetting the information and going through and verifying the fact that things happen the way you said they happen. Now, um, it, it's pretty, that's because, yeah, it's pretty common that these things are, even though it can do damage to you, things like that. For some reason, people think that they'll become famous because of it, something yeah. like that. Um, feel free to go ask Travis Walton. Yep. Um, how it has affected his life if it made him millions of dollars. No. Nope. Um, anything like that? No, no. Like, as a matter of fact, he and his good friend who was there hardly talk. Um, yeah. you know, they have a really, really strained relationship because of it. Uh, his buddy Mike Rogers, like, he lost national forestry contracts because of it. Yeah. You know, like, he was literally a suspected murderer. At one point, yeah, yeah, you know, so you think you're going to keep your logging contract with the state as a suspected murderer, <laughs> you know, like even if the dude came back now, it's well, you know, he faked that whole thing. So like, it, like, yeah, it's not always in your bested, vested interest yeah, to, to come if, out with it. So good, good me, for you. If you'd have told me 10 years ago, Eric. You're going to be famous for rocks that glow in the dark that you find at night, and you're going to do paranormal conferences. I'd have told you you were smoking well, crack. Think, think, <laughs> think, think about this, though, Eric. Um, had you never gone out to a side hustle? Yeah, it never would have happened. You'd have, you'd have yeah. never 
yeah. had that any experience. Other, any, None any of those other, would have happened. And I've been on the most wild ride that anyone yeah. has ever been on since 2017. Listen, yeah. I've, I have I got flown to Japan. I've, I've watched the last three days. years of it. Yeah, I got, I got flown <laughs> to Japan. I got to ride a bullet train, go on a, a gondola. I got to go on a pirate ship. I got to go to Mount Fuji. I got to go to Suicide Forest. And I, nice. I took some rocks back. <laughs> oh, man. Don't tell me that. That was, that was my one. Th- I have a very good friend that's going to Japan. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I asked for one thing. Bring me a rock from the suicide. Floor. Yeah, I had that. That's, say, all, that's there's, all. There's I signs had. everywhere. They say, "Don't." I just took one little <laughs> rock. That's all. I mean, it's just real tiny. They're never going to know what was gone. But yeah, it's. it's he said he was place. going to get me a rock from yeah. the demon stone that cracked. What's that? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear about that? No, no, no. Yeah, no. there is a, a famous stone in Japan that yeah. has apparently held the lid on a demon. Oh, really? For generations. Like the sacred stone and everything uh, else, and it just recently cracked in half. Oh man! So yeah, yeah. Oh, um, he was like, "I'll get you, a, I'll get you a stone from the demon stone." I was like, "Okay, that's better than the suicide forest." I will admit, um, but only nerds like us think about things like that. Like, bring me a rock. Like, yeah. what do you want from across the world? Bring me a rock that you find on the road. Yeah, what an absolute incredible ride. I yeah. mean, I've been on TV hundreds of times for all sorts of stuff. Because when this yeah. all happened with the Uberlight thing, I posted a video online at 4 o'clock in the morning after my second tour that I ever did, taking wow. people out looking for these stones. And I wake up eight hours later, it's got 3,000 views. And this is on my little tiny Facebook page that has yeah. 126 likes. It's a little different now. Um, and a lady told me earlier that day, she's like, there's no such thing as Uperlites. I looked it up on Google and there was no results. So I went on Google that day, nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay, I guess I got to get after this a little bit. So um, I did a tour that night and I took this group of 20 people out and I filmed a little video of this lady finding her first Uperlite. And it's just gorgeous, right? And... I put it up online. The first day, it's got 3,000 views. First morning, right when I woke up. Wow. By that night, it's got like 150,000 views. Next day, it's got like half a million views. Next day, it's getting millions of views. By that Sunday, I'm getting 3 million views a day. I'm the number three story on Reddit, the number three website in the world for social content. Nice. And next thing I know, a Siri TV in China or a Siri TV in Japan picks it up. WeChat in China picks it up. It's in Spain, it's in France, it's in England. And I look outside my door and there's ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, Forbes magazine, all waiting to do interviews with me. Yeah. So I'm taking them across the street to the park and doing interviews and it has been nutty. I went from zero to a million miles an hour really fast. That's epic. There's no better way to travel. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> light <For free>. speeds. <laughs> light speeds the only way. Light yeah. speeds the only way. Yeah. Um. It, now, uh, along with not just the paranormal community, um, because like I was saying, there's a lot of vetting that goes into these, into this research, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, much like there's a lot of vetting that goes into proving something oh, yeah. like this, and the oh, fact yeah. that this is new. This has not been out there. This is yep. not, you so, know. Sodalite was discovered back in the 1800s. Oh, sure. So, Sodalite is nothing new. Yeah. But Sodalite in Michigan is something new. And Sodalite yes. in the Great Lakes area is kind of something new, you know. And fluorescent Sodalite is very something new. So Now, what, one thing that I would like to get into real quick, because I, have once again, always love covering the caveats. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some caveats to being a rock hound and being a rock collector and things like sure. that. You you may just think that like well yeah 
there's rocks. Um, but you can fake rocks. You oh, can yes. fake all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, if there's anything the Chinese can make a buck off, they fake them. And, and if there's anything that they can die to, oh, yes. to make it look real. Um, like I, I have seen a huge rash of people uh, buying emeralds. Yep. Things like that. It's, uh, specifically cut stones, uncut stones, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, where they are actual dyed quartz. Yep. That kind of stuff. Yeah, and like the Chinese, they're faking uperlites now. They, they're running rampant online. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they're everywhere. So if you see a, a three-inch uperlite sphere you, for 30 bucks, it's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're exactly. really easy to tell because they're a darker material than these. And they, uh, they're chatoyant. So the, the light flashes on them like labradite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. Most because lights, it doesn't do that very often. The feldspar crystals have to be very, I was, I was going to say you would have to have something like the, the granite that we have here, which is extraordinarily feldspar and quartz rich. Yeah. Yep. Um, to, to have that flashing quality yeah, to, to it. Yeah, to get the flash in Yeah, there. we yeah, have exactly. quite a bit of that here in Texas, our red granite, things like that, yeah. that our entire state capital is made out of, um, does that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting though. The, it, like, it's all over the place. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. What, yeah. what can people do to, I guess, vet these things before they purchase them for friends, family, things like that. Buy you them know? from a reputable source. So, uperlights.com. Everything for me is 100% real. And, like, my lights, the, the convoy lights that I sell, the two convoy lights I sell, mm -hmm. they're guaranteed for life. You drop it, break it, anything happens to it, get it back to me, I replace it for free. There's no electronic device on earth that anyone else guarantees for life yeah i have the best guarantee in the world you might pay a couple dollars more than amazon but you know what you're supporting small business instead of jeff bezos going to space that's and right you get the guarantee of all guarantees plus you get a nice uperlite yeah in your in your thing so you have an example yeah send eric to space yeah let's that's do that. that's my plan <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice my plan thing. let's yeah. send eric to yeah, space everybody yeah. um i want to thank you for taking the time while you were here on oh, yeah. literally a scheduled business trip to to come oh, yeah. by and have an utterly random interview Listen, with how, how awesome is that that i happen to be in in austin texas you get a hold of me and i happen to be free this evening yeah it's fantastic exactly. i'd love to collaborate with anyone i can uh, now i told my wife earlier today that if uh what's his uh joe rogan if he called oh. me tonight and said hey eric come over for five hours and be on my podcast well i guess i'm not getting any sleep before my yeah 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 <laughs> i would do that too um joe if you're out there feel free to give me a call man yeah. um we do have a mutual friend out there so i did send them uh a thing that they should have me on their show just because of the rocks and the alien thing yeah yeah or the not alien but ufo thing and all yep. that and uh, i never heard a response so i must do, not be do you think enough. it's alien I don't know. I don't know. See, I won't tell you what I think it is. I okay. won't tell anybody. It'll just like I won't tell you what religion I am or sure. what uh, politics I am. It's, I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah, that's your own yeah, that's presupposed world, yeah. man. But Absolutely. I will say this. Whatever it was, was intelligently controlled. It was checking us out. It was checking out the ship. And whether that's a drone from some type of ship from humans or sure. something from the military that I don't know of, which is possible. Sure. 
or could be port authority drones could something alien ship could be something from another dimension or reality i don't know i could not tell you it could be what the discovery channel said i always thought that their thinking of it was kind of outside the box and when they came here they're like yeah we think it, this might be something like an apparition or a ghost or something natural some kind of natural phenomena and sure like, sure oh because phil something like the marfa lights phil is a skeptic you know on on expedition x he yeah. is a scientist he does not yeah. believe in aliens he does not believe in ghosts he always yep. thinks there's a way to explain everything he could not explain what i saw and that's all i want so someday if i have my own show i am going to amass the best team from mufon ancient aliens everything i can to go out there with me and investigate my sighting. Try to recreate it. Yeah. Try to figure all I want is for someone to tell me 100% what I saw. Yeah. That's what I was hoping with all these shows that came that they would tell me what I saw. Yeah. Wow. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I want to know. I want to see it again. And I know, <laughs> I know in the bottom of my gut, in my heart of hearts, I know I will never see it again. But you saw it twice already. In one day, yes. Okay. Yeah, within a couple. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I took 15 minutes off to bring them to town and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, but, not not isolated yeah, incidents. Not, I, know, I know I will never see it again. Wow. And I could go back, and like I, I tell people all the time, I want to go back every June 11th and go back to that same spot and just sit and sit at the harbor and, and see what I see and go back with good cameras and a tripod and, right? you know, uh, take, yeah. my, take my Sony a7S III and my, uh, my 600 millimeter lens uh, and sit there yep. for, you know, all night. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I want to do the same thing. I want to go back to Marfa with the equipment that I have now, not the yeah. equipment that I had three years ago when I went, yep. the equipment that I have now, my no, 6K Marfa? cameras, uh, Marfa, Texas. Okay. Um, uh, once again, a very agate rich area. You're ever mm -hmm. looking to find Texas agate. That yeah. is, that is one of the best hunting grounds out there. Oh, very cool. Um, also a huge Chalcedony deposit well, see, this area. This is my first time to Texas, so I've never rock hounded in Texas. Yeah. Um, well, we've got quite a bit. You go just, uh, just north of here. I know you can get some smoky quartz, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, I know that there is some gold panning to be done in Yano. Ooh, very fun. Just, see, I just joined the Gold Prospectors of America. Oh, nice. And, uh, I actually did their, uh, their trade show in Columbus, Ohio about a month ago. Cool. And I, Ended up getting in their raffle. I bought some tickets for their major prize, and I ended up winning a gold sluice. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. So, then I happened to go up to Lake Superior, and I'm taking one of these little reel videos, you know, because Facebook's paying me to put out reels now. So why Good not? Good for you. I do for Hell free yeah, anyway. man. Yeah. So I make more of Facebook than I do off YouTube. So <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I make more in a week off Facebook than I did in my lifetime. On That's YouTube. fantastic. <laughs> so anyway, I take a video of the black sand along the beach and all the people on the gold hunting pages like, you know, there's gold in that. You know, there's gold in that. Yeah. You, know, there's gold. So you, you I, better, you better I set that sluice my, up. <laughs> I went back and brought my gold. Pan, yeah. And I panned about seven or eight pans of black sand and I got one flake of gold. One, I mean, micro flake, very, nice. very flower gold. So, um, there's a lot of rules and regulations to using a sluice on Lake Superior. Yeah. And there's yeah. only certain lo locations you can. You can't use it in a trout stream. And I'm going to, with, with my, 
public presence, I can't do something that is illegal. Just yes. like I'm really big into metal detecting. So I never go to a place without permission. I never go someplace I'm not supposed to go. And yep. I, I, I always do everything by the book. Yeah. Because uh, all it takes is one internet police to turn me in. On yeah, well, uh, and you know, yeah. a lot of people don't realize, especially here in Texas, um, it's there's a lot of private. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of unmarked. Yeah, a lot of a lot of unmarked easement things yeah. like that, where it looks like you might be on public land right there next to the freeway, but like you're really not. There, there's almost no public land in Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all private. It's there's a lot, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Marfa. Um, oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. Like I said, I've got some. I have literally a whole bag of volcanic rock with Chalcedonian stuff in it, um, and. Chalcedonia is one of those minerals that supposedly has paranormal qualities. Supposedly, oh, really? it's um, a very high vibration mineral up there yeah. to uh, supposedly reach the spiritual and angelic realms, stuff like that. So, very interesting that there are the Marfa lights right out there with these deposits of this mineral. Oh, really? Um, and is like you, like the Paulding lights up in Michigan? or Kind of, yeah, yeah. Where it's just these spirit lights that have existed, like stories of them go back to the late 1700s. Oh, really? 1800s, like huh. way back. The The Native Americans there talk about them, all kinds of stuff. So yeah. it's, it's no modern phenomena. There's actively a watch center where you can go and – Oh, view really? the Marfa lights, no, all that. Any, like uh, they are almost a nightly occurrence. Are there any petroglyphs around there, or anything like that? Um, you know, I am not sure. I'm sure that there yeah. are. I'm sure that there are. That, that'd um, be cool to find out. But it was it was a really really interesting thing to go out and to see that, and then just find literal just chunks of chalcedon. Just oh, big, yeah. big pieces. Now it I get was, up there with a long wave, short wave, mid wave light. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you think you're leaving with that one, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your incredible story. Um, yeah. Not just your incredible story of the paranormal, but your incredible story of your journey and yeah. bringing bringing this amazing new mineral to the catalog, man, because yeah. it, once again, you do not have to be a geologist, folks. You do not have no. to be like a degree holder, anything like that. You boots just got to be boots on the ground, man. That's what it is. This is not what Eric did five years ago for a living. No, not I quit my job in January of 2019. Good for you. I've made more every month since I left that casino than I would have made working a year and a half at that casino. Yeah. And and like I said, I have been following this journey since right up around that time when yeah. when you went like oh, full hog awesome. with this. Yeah, see, and and I to see so you grow to this, Listen, man, in it's January, beautiful. January beautiful. Of 2019, I was so scared, but yeah. I knew I was getting too busy to do a full time job and this on the side. Yep. So I told my wife, I said, "Listen, I got a month's vacation. The Tucson Gem and Mineral Show is coming up." It's four weeks long, and it's going to take me a week to get there, God, a week I to get back. So, so I'd be gone for five weeks. I was like, I'm going to quit my job. And she's like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do it, don't do it. You know, she was so nervous. I said, listen, if I don't put my two weeks notice in and I don't give this a shot, I'm going to kick myself in the ass for the rest of my life, and yep. I'm going to be a bitter old man, and you are going to hate And me. I'm going to drag you down with me. Well, she just. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate myself. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And that's just not the kind of person I am. Whatever I'm yeah. doing, I want to 
do it a hundred percent. And I, I, I went out to Tucson. I, I told my boss, he's like, listen, you want your job back. You got your job back. We don't want you to leave. So he's like, go out and try it for a couple of days and see what you think. And I was like, okay, I'll call you after two or three days and I'll tell you how I'm doing. So if I'm doing yeah. great, I'll keep my two weeks notice in. If not, just eh, I'll, I'll rescind it and, and, and I'll, I'll come back to work. So I get out there the first day I do $12,000. Like, yeah. Right. Wow. This is doing Wow. Great. Folding money. So the second day I do $16,000. And then the third day I do $14,000. I just made more in three days than I made working for a year and a half at that job. Yep. Yep. So I got on the phone. I said, uh, you can keep that two week notice because, uh, I ain't, I ain't coming, coming back. back. <laughs> I found, I found and, the system. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a few times I went in after that and they were begging me to come back. You ready to come back? You ready? No. No, oh, no, 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 no. My money's went, on the other side of the table now, my friend. Yeah, and I, and that's exactly, I just went in there the other day and I played poker the other day and, uh, I ended, yeah. I ended up winning a 600 something dollar pot at the very end of the night. It was awesome. Some great nights, so, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just in Vegas for a show and won a thousand dollars on a penny slot. And oh, there you go. I did three. I did my typical three more spins and walked off and left. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that ain't happening again." I have never <laughs> won a taxable on a slot machine ever, and I always play max on every slot machine. Yeah. It's something my wife taught me. Years, yeah, yeah, years yeah. Ago. Oh, you always got to play max, and neither one of us. Ever hit a taxable, and everybody there would be over there sitting betting a, a dollar yeah. or fifty cents, and they hit it right next to us, and yeah. like, what the, what, the, what, the, what, the, what, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was just one of those like, wow, utterly. And I myself worked at a casino one time, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I learned when I worked there, I will gladly go into a casino, but I will bring with me what I would spend on a healthy bar tab. Yep. Yeah. Like I'll yeah. bring like seventy bucks in. Never take something that you, you don't know. To lose. That that's it. And and once you make your seventy back, feel free to walk out. Feel free to you know cash out or keep rolling, whatever. But just don't walk in. My like I walk in I, and I drink doubles. And <laughs> I go in. I hit forty bucks on the first spin. See ya. Thanks for dinner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's how I am. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So. But it's it's great to hit the jackpot in life, and you definitely yeah. have, man. Oh, I you, yeah, you're, yeah. I'm you're super lucky with that. Your life is 180 degrees what yeah. it was many years ago, all thanks to well. Let's show everybody again this groovy little rock called the Uperlite. That Can you see him light now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Ah, there we go. That is that is pretty epic, man. Um, to know that you actively went out and found this mineral yourself. Um, before we let you go, it is time for shameless, shameless, shameless self-promotion. Sure, sure. So let everybody know where they can go to buy their own Uper lights, where they can go to buy their own flashlight, everything else, Eric. Okay. So it's uperlights.com, Y-O-O-P-E-R-L-I-T-E-S, not the L-I-G-H-T-S version. <laughs> so it's uperlights.com, and then it's uperlights, Eric Rintamaki on YouTube, it's Uperlights underscore official on Instagram, Uperlights on Facebook, Eric Rintamaki on Facebook, Eric with a K. Um, now, people may try to friend me on Facebook, and it 
will let you ask to be my friend, but I cannot accept you because I have over 5,000 friends now. So yeah. you have to follow me now. That's you right. Can't, you can't friend me anymore because I have too That's many right. friends. Yeah. So I'm a little too popular I'm, on Facebook, but I have 5.3 thousand followers on my personal page. I have over 20,000 on the Uperlites page. Um, I have about 15,000 on my YouTube. My Instagram's like 4,700. Wow. So get me on Instagram because uh, I need a whole bunch of Instagram wow. people. I'm on TikTok and that's just Eric Rintamaki. Uperlites on TikTok. Uh, what else do I got? I'm on everything. Yeah, right? Yeah. Everywhere you want to be, <laughs> just like us. So that's it. if you're not shameless, well, yeah. have fun. Um, you be. But <laughs> the Convoy C8 and the other lights, I am a licensed retailer of any UV flashlight with a ZWB2 filter. If you're buying this off of Amazon or eBay, most likely it is an oh. unauthorized vendor. So um, oh. I pay a sales uh, license. I have a light. I'm licensed to sell these flashlights. Awesome. So, um, I'm one of the biggest sellers of UV flashlights in the country from a little 10 by 20 or 12 by 20 store in Brimley, Michigan. Very, very small. Wow. About double the size of this room. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you, especially with the storefront. That's a big, big step. Oh, so. yeah. And we're trying to expand. We're going to make a bigger store eventually. And I have quite a big workshop. I have a 30 by 36 uh, garage. That is my workshop where I do all my lapidary yeah. make spheres. You've probably yeah. seen the Yeah, I definitely I definitely making. need to get a Uperlite sphere to ah, match my yeah, spheres yeah, yeah. here in the background. For um, sure. And like I was, t I think I was just chatting with you yeah, one day on social yeah. to to get a short wave, long wave light to yeah. to add to my collection out there for all my floor because ah, fluorite's yeah. my jam. It's it's yeah, one of my yeah. favorites. So yeah, um, yeah once again, more, more into fluorite too. I bought a nice piece of fluorite the other day. Uh, I went on a eleven day vacation. Nice. <laughs> right before this, and went to five or six different states. I stayed in a treehouse in Minnesota up the giant side of this hill. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then we went to Iowa for four days to visit my kid. And then we went back up into Minnesota, into northern Minnesota, and we stayed in a Lord of the Rings treehouse. And then we went to a place called the Keweenaw Castle. It's a castle up in the Keweenaw Peninsula. And I actually took my wife out hunting Uperlites for the very first time. She found 29. I found 28. Wow. Yeah. And so she beat me. She how beat me. easy it she is. She beat me out of everything on this. <laughs> oh my God. She found so many agates and she found more agates last weekend than she's found in her lifetime. Wow. Yeah. So it was an wow. amazing trip. Very, very, very much fun. Incredible. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time yeah. today. I appreciate it. Uh, while you are online checking out everything from Eric and uperlights.com, make sure to stop on by CuriousRealm.com. CuriousRealm.com is, of course, where you can find all of the episodes, folks. That's where you can follow us on social media. That is where you can go to not only our live page and check out all of our official live streams. We, of course, stream out to Facebook, out to YouTube, things like that. Um, our on-location streams, though, only go to Facebook and are deprecated and here on our website. So stop on by CuriousRealm.com forward slash live is the page that you want to go to. Uh, until next time, everybody, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember, stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Curious Realm. Stay tuned for more guests, forbidden topics, and hidden truths. 
Download the official Curious Realm app and view the Knowledge Vault on our website, CuriousRealm.com. Follow us on social media by searching Curious Realm. Curious Realm is available on your favorite podcast services, as well as YouTube, Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV through the APR TV app, available on all app markets. Curious Realm is a proud member of the HC Universal Network family of podcasts. For more great content or to become a sponsor of Curious Realm or other podcasts, visit hcuniversalnetwork.com today. Thanks for listening. Stay curious. And remember, the other side is always watching.